Hello and welcome back to a brand new year, a brand new season and a brand new setup of the How Dare You Love Yourself podcast, where we talk all about learning to love the world, others and most importantly, ourselves. As always, you are joined by your magnificent hosts. I am Kaylee Mellon and sitting with me is Annika Blackwell. Hello everyone and welcome back. Before we get into the episode, how was your Christmas break? <laughs> you know, it feels like it was way too long ago now, but yeah, um, it was it was nice. It was like kind of one of the first times I felt throughout the whole year that I could fully just kind of sit and relax and like take a moment for myself, mm-hmm. um, which didn't actually end up happening until like really Christmas afternoon. Um, okay. I went to see my my nonna, my relatives who live in Port Stevens, mm-hmm. and we didn't end up leaving till like Christmas lunch. So it was a bit of a hectic Christmas morning and it was a hectic Christmas Eve. Um, But as soon as we got up there, it was just really nice to chill. Like we literally just ate and binge watched Emily in Paris because it turns (laughs) out my 70-year-old grandparents love Emily in Paris and re-watched season two with me. That is so wholesome. Which is the best. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And also we watched Sex Education. That is so wholesome. But I also feel like not the targeted audience, but I love it for them. Um, but yeah, anyways, it was really nice. It was nice to just kind of like debrief. And then obviously, you know, I only really had like a couple good days of rest before New Year's Eve happened. And then my birthday was the third. So where a lot of people get to just have like a week off and have it really chill. My Christmas holidays end up being quite hectic until like the 5th of January. And then I can take some time off. Like everything falls into the one kind of fortnight for you. Like you have the whole year yeah. to rest and then Christmas, which is kind of when you're supposed to rest is when you amp it up. But ends up being, yeah, yeah, exactly. How was your break? Mine was really good. I got to see family that I haven't seen or hadn't seen, should I say, since before lockdown. Um, mm. I, I have a new little cousin that I met for the first time who was born during lockdown. So It was so nice to just spend the day kind of the same as you, just sitting there with family and eating, which I think is something that I absolutely love. I mean, growing up, it's the excitement of Santa and presents and all that stuff. But I feel like now I'm just so appreciative of spending the day with all of my family and getting to enjoy, you know, food and good company. And it was good weather and all that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, the sign of getting older is, like, not being as excited for presents, but more excited for the food and the company. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. It's, like, for me, we have Christmas Day and Boxing Day as kind of this big Christmas celebration. So Mm -hmm. we call it, like, Christmas and then Christmas 2.0. Yeah. Um, So it's kind of two full days worth of eating, (laughs) which is so exciting. (laughs) live for it yeah that's like we do christmas eve dinner like christmas eve is maybe like a bigger celebration for us so it's a lot of food christmas that's so eve. interesting yeah it is actually and then you you wake up feeling bloated and awful christmas morning and then you just keep eating like the only way to actually kind of like push through it is to keep eating and then yeah. every year on christmas afternoon like kind of right before a really light dinner without fail i go on like a three to five k walk because i just feel so heavy <gasps> That, like, I have to, like, I can't do any other exercise. Like, I'm too bloated and too full to do anything, like, more high intensity than a walk. But it just, like, I'm so incredible. (laughs) I don't, like, I'm so bloated and full that I have to physically move my body. Otherwise, I will literally turn into, like, a potato. 
Oh my gosh. And then polar opposite me sitting there after this huge feast of a Christmas lunch out by the pool. And I was like, I think I just need to go in and, and make myself a slice of cheesecake. My auntie's like, do you not feel sick to your stomach? I was like, I really do. But I just, the cheesecake was so good. I just need another slice. Our toxic trait is continuing to eat food even though we're well past food. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I can give myself permission to do it. It's Christmas. I can give myself yes. the leniency and not feel guilty about it. <laughs> 100%. I'm in a total agreement. Okay, so moving on from Christmas back into the episode, reeling it back in. We have a bit of a theme going on through the launch of season two. I think it's safe to say at the moment that two is our lucky number. So in commemoration of kickstarting 2022 and our second season, <laughs> we have miraculously split this episode into, drumroll please, two parts. <laughs> and to christen this infamous two-part series celebrating all of this newness, I think we came up with the most basic and overrated saying of New Year's vocabulary, which is New Year, New Us. <laughs> Which is ironic because I feel exactly the same. But I really do. <laughs> part one of this New Year New Us series will be reflecting on all of the major events that took place in 2021 so that we can reminisce in all of its spectacular glory. Then we will reflect on our own experiences of the year from the highs of learning to live in a pandemic to out of nowhere having to hibernate in a four-month lockdown period before ultimately celebrating the freedom of life once again our forever coining Freedom Day. Our next episode will explore the year to come, our New Year's resolutions, what we have to look forward to this year, but most importantly, what are the learnings that we will bring into the new year? Now, without further ado, let's have a look back on the year that was 2021. Jan 1st, 2021. The words of the Australian National Anthem, Advance Australia Fair, are changed for the first time since 1984, amending the line for we are young and free to for we are one and free. Then on January 5th, which I feel like was not that long ago, I didn't realise that it was actually at the start of the year. Yeah. News broke that Kim and Kanye were ending their marriage and Kim officially filed a divorce later in February. Which then obviously led on to the crazy relationship, quote, like, mm -hmm. in inverted commas, with her and Pete Davidson, which needs a whole episode in itself, so let's not get into I that. I think it does. <laughs> uh, on January 1st, Biden was inaugurated, God bless America, which would later spark the 21st, US... 21st, 21st. What did I say? First. <laughs> oh my God, sorry. 21st of January was when Biden was inaugurated, um, which would later spark the US to rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement. January 22nd, there was the ongoing plague of mice in some parts of New South Wales. And I don't know if you guys have seen the footage of this, but it was insane. Like there were literally thousands upon thousands of mice just coming out of telephone poles, going in through people's pantries. Like, it was so insane. It was crazy. Like, I don't understand. You know, have you seen, like, those memes going around on social media? It's like the signs that the world is ending, like, in the Bible. And it's like fires, floods. Yes, yeah. Locusts, which we had in Africa. And then it's like plagues of stuff. And we've had, like, COVID and mice. It's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> On the 18th of February, Facebook blocked all Australian news websites from sharing news content on its social media platform, 
preventing any Facebook user from sharing news content from any Australian-based news websites, and preventing Australian users from accessing news content from overseas media outlets on Facebook, which for two media communication students is pretty significant. Was huge. And also on this day, the NASA rover lands on Mars. On the 7th of March, the long-awaited and highly anticipated Oprah interview special of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry officially aired with more than one bombshell. There was conversations around conflict between Princess Kate, the Duchess of Cambridge, and Meghan Markle, as well as conversations around young Prince Archie and revealing the gender of their second-born to be a girl who we now know as Lilibet, named after Queen Elizabeth. On the 23rd of March, this giant boat got stuck in the Suez Canal and single-handedly inspired some of the best memes the internet has ever seen. I also just want to point out that it's referred to as that giant boat. Like, no one actually knows really what it was called or anything. It was just, do you remember when that giant boat got stuck? (laughs) Some sort of shipping boat, like, irrelevant. Something got stuck. (laughs) On the 9th of April, just over a month after the Oprah Winfrey episode aired, Prince Philip died. And on the 20th of April, Derek Chauvin was found guilty of murdering George Floyd, which was long-awaited justice. 27th of May, the Friends reunion aired, the long-awaited Friends reunion aired. I was so excited watching this, and I'm not even a diehard Friends fan. If I was, I would have been absolutely in tears. On the 26th of June, this is when it all starts to go downhill for New South Wales. Mm -hmm. So Greater Sydney, Wollongong, Blue Mountains and the Central Coast are placed into lockdown as the Delta variant of COVID-19 spreads. This lockdown was initially anticipated to last two weeks, but we all know this was not the case. I can't believe we thought. And this was the day... Oh, sorry. No, no, you go, you go. I was just going to say, this was the day that we finished our exams for university. It was. And I was, like, really excited to go out. I was like, oh finally like all this study will pay off like let's go out get drinks uh dun 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 like two minutes later it's like you can't go anywhere little did we know (laughs) that like the end of the semester really started the or initiated the start of lockdown like we didn't even have a day in between it was like this is it so disappointing on the 10th of July, world number one tennis player Ash Barty wins her first Wimbledon ladies singles title. And I actually, I love Ash Barty. I think she's such an inspiration. And I'm not a huge tennis fan, but I really find her as such a great role model for young women. And I was beyond thrilled when she won this. Yeah, it was a really awesome match. On the 11th of July, Australia records its first death from the COVID-19 pandemic for 2021. Sydney records 77 cases of community community transmission, which now seems like child's play. I was going to say that, 77, what a dream. Yeah. 23rd of July. So we're literally just over the halfway point of the year at this stage. A year after it was meant to occur, the Tokyo Olympics took place, where Australia won 46 medals in total, 17 gold medals, 7 silver and 22 bronze. Notable mention, Simone Biles. We have to include this in here. I personally think that her decision to back out of some of her um, comps was one of the most important decisions she's ever made, not only for her Mm -hmm. career and for her own mental health, but also for teaching thousands of people particularly women that it is okay to put yourself first and say no sometimes Mm 
it gives people permission to make sure that their mental health is one of the top priorities and instead of pushing that aside and fighting for what they think should be acceptable by others it's really allowing them to be an advocate for themselves yeah 100% Uh, On the 15th of August, the Taliban returned to power in Afghanistan, trapping thousands of foreigners in Kabul and putting hundreds of thousands of people in extreme uncertainty, ambiguity, danger, risk. It's really an awful day. The 4th of September. (laughs) I just have to read this exactly how it's written. Sorry, couldn't resist. Annika experienced the biggest FOMO of her life, which continued for two months when Harry Styles started his love on tour in America only. Seriously, it was a really hard day for me. (laughs) 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 On the 1st of October, the ICAC, uh, did they launch their inquiry this day? I think they did. They launched an inquiry. I'm pretty sure it was like announced, yeah. Yeah. Into Gladys Berejiklian, who I call Gladdy Daddy. Auntie Gladys? Yeah, we both have different names for her. (laughs) But yeah, this was devastating. I remember sitting and I actually shed a tear. I don't know about you. I was devastated when she announced that she resigned. Did you cry? You shed a tear? I was brought to tears. I was so shook. And I think, like, my whole family was just so in disbelief that, and like, disappointed and frustrated but I mean she did what she had to do but I think we were just devastated when she announced that she was resigning as New South Wales Premier. I think the biggest thing for me is that not only was she a woman which Mm -hmm. I obviously love like women in politics is definitely needed but she was actually the first um what do they call them state governors what are they called Premier? Yeah (laughs) this is how bad This, this just proves my next point is that I actually didn't know the names of any of the other premiers that we've yeah. had before us. Yeah. She was the first one that I actually kind of cared about, and I think that's just because of COVID. Really? I, I definitely knew who she was And the weekly, the, the daily updates. Like, I definitely could name who she was before COVID, but I think that you're right. So many people became more aware of her and her position and who she was because of those daily updates. Yeah. On October 4th, devastation, horror, Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, and WhatsApp all crashed for a period of six hours, (laughs) causing immense chaos and disruption. Intense. On October 11th, Freedom Day is finally announced in New South Wales after a grueling 106-day lockdown period. That's so intense. That's nearly a third of a year. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy when you quantify it like that, like 106 days. It's crazy. It's huge. And then on the 12th of November, Britney Spears' conservatorship officially ended, which was breaking, breaking news. I still remember kind of reading about the whole Free Britney movement for the first time and just being in dismay about what she had experienced and not knowing anything about it. And I really think that this is a testament to her fans who pushed for this and who advocated for her and who brought the issue to light. Yeah, 100%. Now, we're sure we've missed some stuff throughout the year, but both Kaylee and I kind of racked our brains and did some research. Um, but, you know, obviously we can't cover everything. But obviously 2021 was a bit of a tumultuous year internationally. But Kaylee, what did 2021 look like for you? I think going, like, completely non-related, but still going with the theme of this episode, my 2021 was kind of split into <laughs> two parts. <laughs> 
So the first half key, of the key emphasis on the two, everyone. If you didn't catch Kaylee's reference, the two parts, two parts special of twenty twenty one, and it literally is from this like January first till the point of isolation to the twenty sixth of June. That whole kind of six month period for me was just intense like hustle and working and really putting in so much effort into my career and into a lot of personal goals so that like I could celebrate the second half of the year little did I know that we would be in isolation for 106 days (laughs) but um yes like the first part of the year I was as I have mentioned so so many times before working seven days a week I went through like a couple of jobs a couple of internships really trying to put my career ahead and tick off some big goals that I kind of had on my list. Um, and then in the second half of the year, it I wouldn't say it was a lot more relaxed, but it was a lot calmer in the respect that I got to take more time for myself and I learnt more about what I needed to bring myself more peace, um, more patience with myself. I started to have a really good relationship with my fitness journey and working out. I started to have a better relationship with the food that I was eating, really, really good relationships with my friends and with my family. Um, And then during the second half of the year, I discovered my love of reading again. And I started my reading journey where I actually finished 22 books. I went from reading nothing to reading 22 books in six months it's pretty crazy it's definitely super impressive as well to just jump straight back into it like that I know it was so in like lockdown definitely gave me the opportunity to do so I don't know if I would have been able to do it without lockdown so I know Mm. that it was very grueling and a really challenging experience like mentally physically emotionally but I do think that lockdown allowed me to learn so much about myself and really work on myself yeah, so it was... De- How about you? Oh, no, no, I, I was just <laughs> going to say, so it was definitely that idea of, like, it was pretty split for you, but yeah. lockdown didn't bring all negatives. It definitely brought some time for self-reflection. Yeah, definitely. Which, let's not, you know, like, well, obviously we hate COVID, but the lockdown period did allow us time to grow and reflect, I think. It was just that concentrated amount of time we had to spend with ourselves, which yeah. kind of forced us to change and I in mean, many different ways. My lockdown in 2020, so like the very original one when COVID was still a mystery, I didn't really handle that the best that I could have. I was sleeping in really late every single day. I didn't, I wasn't working. I wasn't fortunate that I had a job that I could for, like go to or um, receive any benefits from. So that was like a really, really hard time. Uni was just starting out. So I didn't handle that well. And I'd always mm-hmm. said to myself, not that I wanted the opportunity to arise again, but if we were to go into lockdown again, I'd want to handle it differently. So I definitely achieved that goal. Which is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. What about you? What did I feel like 2021 was kind of similar for you in the whole like work hard yeah. <laughs> aspect? I was trying to figure out how to like sum up the year and I think that one of the words would be definitely overworking. Um, mm-hmm. I decided to overload my university semester by doing five subjects a semester instead of four. And that fifth which is subject insane. is uh, a language. I study Italian, um, mm-hmm. which obviously... She's a linguistic queen. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you. But um, obviously, for anyone who's ever studied a language before, in order to actually be good at that, you have to 
do pretty consistent practice and put in a lot of dedication. So um, I was definitely trying to balance learning a new language, keeping up with my regular load with university, which also included some holiday intensives just to stay on track, um, making and also trying to stay in touch with new friends, which proved to be quite difficult throughout the year. Um, and then also working a couple jobs as well. I also work, I was working three jobs throughout the year, sometimes four. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely super intense. And I was lucky enough that the I was a, I am able to keep working. I was able to keep working during the lockdown. Yeah. So um, I still definitely had a lot to keep me busy. And in, in a lot of sense, the lockdown gave me the opportunity to actually just like spend so much time focusing on university and work that I probably would have really struggled with the way that I overloaded myself without the lockdown. So on the one hand of one on the one side of that that's silver lining. Um but then when the lockdown ended, I actually struggled the most just because um a couple jobs that had been on hold suddenly started back up again. So I was kind of trying to, you know, really prove my work my work to employers and show that I was active and engaged and passionate. While, you know, the HSC got pushed back, I tutor high school students, so the HSC was pushed back at the same time as my exams, which happened to fall on the same time that one of my other jobs really needed me. So it ended up just being super hectic um, and really insane. And then when that kind of all settled down, I was kind of, you know, dealing with all these realizations about how I needed to change different things in my life. I had to change aspects with my personal life, with um, my horse, just you know, it was it was a bit of a year of it was fluctuation and chaotic. Change. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, like a callback to the beginning of the episode when I say that I didn't really stop until Christmas Day. Like, yeah, I literally mean that it was a lot of, OK, I finally finished university, but here's everything else that needs to now, like, um, I guess, be put on resume. Yeah. That had been holding while I was studying, because now, like, I actually have to deal with these things instead of just, like, using the excuse of having to study mm-hmm. um, as a way to not deal with things that I didn't want to deal with. Yeah. So, um definitely have taken the start of this year off (laughs) to just kind of regroup um just you know dealing with like a lot of fatigue and exhaustion but overall I think I've made my 2021 out to be pretty bad but I mean I started to become really close to some friends that I made in university which Mm -hmm. was super valuable for me um the changes that I was talking about ended up being for the better yeah um and you know, I realized some things that I was really passionate about and things that I wanted to continue into 2022. So mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't all bad. I think the same for both of us. It was a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. And I mean, we started our podcast six months ago. I mean, while yeah, we, didn't, crazy. we didn't necessarily launch it six months ago, but I think it was around the start of lockdown, June, July, that we really started to plan and like, it was constantly meeting and working on things, setting up the website and doing all of that kind of planning that this started to take shape as well. So while the lockdown, like we said, was obviously very, very difficult in some aspects, it also allowed us to kind of start this and discover this passion. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, started some new projects, which we love. What were some of your favorite moments if you had to pick a few? Um, I was lucky enough at, towards the end of the year to go on a couple trips with some friends. Um, mm-hmm. So I got to go up to the Hunter Valley. I went down to Melbourne with a friend and also got to see um, some really close family friends that I hadn't seen in 
two, nearly three years. Wow. Um, That's a long time. Yeah, it, it is. And it was just really nice to just kind of see them. And it's, you know, those friends where you don't, it doesn't matter how long you haven't seen them, you just see them and everything goes back to, to the way it was. Like those yeah. friendships are the best and deserve more recognition because they seriously like just so wholesome um but I think yeah I got to read some really cool books um there was um some really good like cool spontaneous moments where like I could just kind of be like call up a friend be like hey do you want to do this today which was really fun and kind of you know I'm a control freak and I like to plan things so having some opportunity to do something spontaneous was definitely out of my comfort zone but also super enjoyable that's so good how about you how what were some of your favorite moments um I think that mine were kind of like experiences with friends and family that I mean lockdown definitely taught me to appreciate those moments more so while they're not necessarily extravagant like I remember one morning um before lockdown one of my best friends I don't even know why we decided to do this because it was our only day off and we must have been insane. But we woke up at 3 a.m. in the morning and drove three and a half hours. (laughs) I can't believe it either. But we drove three and a half hours up to Caves Beach near Newcastle um, to watch the sunrise, which was one of the best sunrises I've ever seen in my life. So it was definitely worth it. Um... But that was, like, the longest day of my life. But it was such a good day. We went to the vegan markets that day, too. Um, And just moments like that. I went to, once lockdown finished, um, I don't live super close to the beach. It's probably about a 40 to 45-minute drive. Um, But I really took the time to go and see more sunrises and sunsets, spend more time in the ocean. I think, for me, that's something that calms me down and really centers me. And if I'm you know, mentally going through a lot and and overthinking lots. It's so cathartic to just sit by the water or go into the water. Um, And it just allows you to reflect. So I think moments like that, I really enjoyed. Yeah, so special. And also, can we please mention the University of Sydney Balls that we had? (laughs) That we finally got to experience. (laughs) Yeah, finally, like one of the first true proper parties Mm-hmm. or events for the university that we'd had because of COVID. Yeah, they were so good. They were really stunning. We should post more photos on our Instagram of them. We should. You will have photos coming up. We promise that. <laughs> okay, and that kind of concludes today's episode. But mm-hmm. without further ado, Kaylee, what is your song of the week? <sighs> Mine is one that sounds like a mouthful. I promise it is such a good song. It's called Ode to a Conversation Stuck in Your Throat by <laughs> Del Water Gap. It sounds so insane, but it's just like really classic indie, really good. What about you? I was trying to think of a song that would kind of sum up 2021. And I was like, okay, what better way to do that than to choose a song by Adele? Because she released her new album, 30. So my favorite from the album is called I Drink Wine by Adele. And it's beautiful. I think it's actually coincidentally her favorite from the album as well. Oh, really? Yeah, it definitely means that you should go listen to it. Every time I hear about her new album, it just takes me back to her live stream where she was like, divorce, baby, divorce. divorce. Or what did she even say? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what she said. But do you know what really, like, I watched that and it makes me laugh, but do you know what really irritated me? Like, I don't know what was going on with her lips, but she kept going like... 
Yeah, with yeah, her she lips. did, she did, she did. Like, it almost, like, she'd just gotten them filled or something. Like, I mean, I love Adele and, like, could never speak anything wrong about her, but that live was just hilarious and her lips annoyed the crap out of me. I love when she was talking to her dogs. She was like, boys, boys, <laughs> mommy's on the phone. <laughs> I just, oh, it was so wholesome. <laughs> okay, and our sustainability tip for the week. I'm going to let Annika talk a bit about this one because she did a lot of research into it and it's really interesting. So um, washing synthetic fabrics, which are especially found within clothing like gym gear, um, so think basically anything that's not organic. So like nylon, polyester, that kind of thing mm-hmm. releases about 700,000 microfibers into the ocean per wash. Microfibers can harm the small aquatic organisms that ingest them and can also contain toxic chemicals that are intentionally added to the textiles during the manufacturing process or that accumulate on plastic particles in the ocean. So essentially, they're just incredibly bad for marine life, for the ocean health, and can end up actually finding their way back into our own stomachs for people who eat seafood or even, you know, like seaweed and stuff like that. Like, you know, even if you're avoiding fish, if you eat seaweed or other, like, sea, like, green stuff, you can still have whatever. I don't know what else you can eat, but... (laughs) You, it, this can still find its way back into your system, which is obviously not good for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, I split the hack this week into two parts. The first, which is probably the easiest, is to try to avoid the delicate wash setting on your washing machine because it actually releases more microfibers into the ocean, which is just a weird kind of research fact. Mm-hmm. So just trying to do like a regular cold wash or... Um, like a sports wash, you know, whatever your washing machine offers, but avoid the delicates. And secondly, if you can get yourself what they call a guppy friend bag, this bag can actually gather the microfibers before they make their way into the ocean. Um, they're not that expensive, and we can definitely link some in one of our posts this week. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you all had a wonderful New Year's 2021, even if it didn't necessarily go the way that you planned. Part two of the New Year New Us series will be up on Thursday this week. So be sure to have a listen and have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.